to get my sister a light. And we are back. I love that sound. You like that sound? I'm glad it comes with a road cost. I like that sound. Yeah. So, hey, man, it's Jermaine. How y'all doing? Yeah. And it's Charlie. Is, is that a cue for me? Okay. And it's Charlie. Yeah, that's for you. Welcome to our new podcast called Fatherity. Uh, We've just wanted to kind of get together. It's been a while coming. Uh, we've been talking about doing something uh, for the last, what, probably a year, Jermaine? It's probably been a year. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, uh, we wanted to come on and start doing a podcast, and we thought, well, what's, what's kind of the best thing to do that we're passionate about? And the best thing we could come up with that we kind of kept coming back to was uh, doing something about our kids and our lives. So uh, we come up with Fathericity, a podcast about fatherhood. Yeah, uh, the tagline is uh, fatherhood is hard. Because it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because when uh, Charlie dropped the name Fathericity, and I was like, that's cool. And I was thinking like diversity and all this other stuff. And we're both coming up with taglines and without realizing we both came up with fatherhood is hard. So we didn't have a conversation beforehand. It just kind of materialized in conversation, uh, texting back and forth, trying to get things set up. So I think it just kind of speaks to the vibe and the mindset we're going into this with just saying, Hey, like it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing job. It's a huge responsibility. It's got some sweet victories, but it's got some painful losses too. So we're going to go over all that, I think, in this podcast we got going. Yeah, I think that's just what we need to do is kind of – because I know there's a lot of fathers out there that have issues going on that a lot of times you think you're the only one dealing with stuff or maybe you're the only one that's had this particular issue. And one of the things I've learned through life, man, I mean, I've, I've got three kids now. I've got an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old. And you just kind of figure out talking to everybody that there's a lot of people who's been through what you're going through. They understand the struggle more than you think. And, and you don't have to kind of be isolated trying to deal with all this on your own. You can, you can talk to people and, and there's just support out there if you're willing to go talk about it. Yeah. Because like I said, I got two sons. Sadly, my firstborn son trooper, he passed away just a few days after he was born. But we have a two-year-old son also named Trendon, who's just terrible twos have hit and full of effect. So we are going through it right now in the, in the Burks household. But uh, as Charlie was saying, yeah, I'm learning every day about this fatherhood thing. And I've, I'll be honest, like I've signed up for different dad groups on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And I'm telling you, the amount of stuff that dads go through on a daily basis. Like it, it was like hard. Like it, I got a lot. I left the group. Like, cause every time I saw a post on it, it was like the most gut wrenching, sad, horrible thing a father was going through. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, is it that bad for us? Like, are we really going through it that bad that we feel like we can't, you know, reach out and talk to somebody that we got to be by ourselves because 
we're not sitting back reading books and drinking wine and all that kind of stuff like book clubs like our wives may do or may want to do. So a lot of times dads just sit in it thinking, you know, it's all on me. I'm not supposed to talk about this. I'm supposed to be the strong one. I'm supposed to be the provider, this, that, and everything else. So there's a lot of times we just stay silent, but we don't have to because we're all going through something. And if you've been through it, odds are I'm going to go through it. And if I haven't been through it yet, you're going to let me know real quick. Yeah, something's about to happen. So, Yeah, and the thing is that it's kind of like a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times when you get into fatherhood, it's shortly after or, or around the time that a lot of times you've taken on the role as a husband and a provider for a woman too. So you've got that issue dealing in there. And I'll be honest with you, man. And this is, this is going to be a recurring theme. It is hard and scary. I mean, one of the scariest things in my life was when I, you know, I got to see my child being born and you found out now I'm responsible for how this human being turns out and the person oh, they yeah. turn into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listen. I'm a high school teacher as well. And that actually was the conversation I had with a class. We should have been talking about uh, some lesson plan stuff, but we kind of skipped it today. It was the first day back from Thanksgiving break. But I told the class as a couple of kids, like, hey, as a dad, as a parent, there's like a few things you just, if you're laying on your deathbed, you want your children to say about you as a father that lets you know that, hey, you might not have been perfect in all that you did, but you did things the right way and you were there for your child or your children and that they appreciate what you do, who you are as a person. So like that stuff's that that's a heavy load to carry to know that, you know, your sons, your daughters, your kids are always watching you. And if daddy slips up and you don't own that mistake and you don't tell them, you know, daddy messed up, daddy sorry. Like it can have some long-term implications that you may never think about that, you know, one day the kid's going to be like, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you did this to me. And I was like, I never want to get to that point with my son. So like, it's, it's, it's a, a daily reminder of trying to do your best at the same time in yourself as a dad, a little bit of grace knowing that you're not always going to be perfect. Yeah, and grace isn't something we're big on because as the dad, most of the time you have to be the disciplinarian and and you've got so much of that pressure coming on you to be the man of the house, the man of the family, and it just all builds up. And and at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is not screw our kids up. We want them to be yeah. functional uh, pieces of society. And you know that the world's going to have to deal with these children after you get them raised. And that's the scariest thing for me is my kids are being raised differently generationally wise than I was raised. So I know like the things that are important to me and the things I saw growing up that are important to me, like uh, work ethic, uh, just kind of an entrepreneurial spirit to a point. And how do you instill that in a generation that doesn't necessarily have to go through the things you had to go through growing up? We battle that versus we want to provide better for our children than what we had. And sometimes I don't know as though what we're giving them more 
and the things that we didn't have when we were a kid, if actually we're kind of holding them back. I mean, that's yeah. What's the old? Yeah, like what's the old expression? Like my grandfather rode a horse so that my father could drive a Buick so that I could drive a sports car so my son can drive a Tesla so my grandchild can ride a horse. I don't know. That's, that's like, definitely a, a new a new wave of looking at that, for sure. But yeah, that, like, just a, like you're saying, just that simple fact that the more you grew up a certain type of way, I grew up a certain type of way, and there's things we want to provide for our kids so they don't ever have to not have what we didn't have growing up. Right. But they've got it in a way they've got it so good that we're going to look back on it maybe and go like, man, maybe I should have held back some of that stuff. And to the point to where maybe our grandkids are going to be like, man, granddad, dad's not giving me anything. I was like, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, that's I don't fault. even know. The thing is what you're giving them or not giving them when they're young like that. I think they have to get older before they appreciate it because like I'm yeah. still at the point with mine to where some of the best things I do for my children is stuff I don't let them do, or I don't give them. And they can't understand that. All you can hope is that as you get older or as they get older and they mature, that they'll understand, okay, now I see why you did this as a, as a parent. And I'm mm -hmm. glad you did. I mean, I remember growing up, yeah, I remember the fun dads, you know, that would, that would, uh, let you party at their house and do things like that. And that wasn't necessarily my parents. And, and you just had that and you look back and it's like, okay, sometimes you see the parent versus friend issue come in, but you got to walk that line because now our kids are facing way more than we ever faced growing up. I'm 40. Jermaine. Mm -hmm. I'm 41. I'm getting there. I'm 41. My back feels like it's 80. So yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things to where we didn't have social media like they do now. We didn't have all the problems, especially that like teenagers face. If we did something stupid, you know, the kids at high school or whatever come in and made fun of you. Now it's the whole world compile on these kids. World. And, and us never having gone through that. It's a struggle to be able to prepare your children for that. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. And you kind of alluded to it before. Like I was talking this my, again, that same class today. And they're like, you must be the fun dad. Cause I, I'm, I'm very laissez faire in my classroom. I'm very easygoing. I get I, I let a lot of stuff slide. I'm not a huge disciplinarian in my classroom, like riding kids up and stuff. So the kids are like, you must be like the cool dad in your house. I'm like, no. Like, I will tell my son no all the time. Like, I'm the one. <laughs> we it's, it's split because I'm the fun guy in the relationship with me and my wife. She's the one that's more reserved, more extroverted. You know, she doesn't put herself out there all that much unless she's really, really comfortable with it. And I'm just, you know, the life of the party. I try to be anyway. But when it comes to the parenting, like, we flip. She, like, she is my son's toy. And I'm the guy that is always, he's always looking at, see, what's daddy going to say? What's daddy going to do? Is he going to let me do this? And he always gives me this look. Like, 
I'm about to do something, but he gives me the look. Most of the time with his mama, he'll just do it. So I, I it's crazy that that's how that is. So I don't know what happened there, but well, it's, hopefully it's a good thing. I mean, it'll it'll kind of settle down and you know, it's it's one of those things where you look and having three especially, like the environment versus genetic thing comes in and mm-hmm. you could see the different personalities that they have and how they're some of them are more prone to test boundaries and and it's like, okay, so you gotta get that in check. Here here's one of my struggles. Getting that in check to where they're not just wild and crazy and uncontrollable. But at the same time, you also need to prepare them to go into a world where they're going to have to question almost everything. You don't necessarily want them yeah. to follow in behind everybody because mm-hmm. you see what the world will do to people like that now. Yeah. And I got one. And like I said, terrible twos are a thing. And like my wife and I are like, and he's, he's getting pretty, uh, his personality is starting to come through a little bit. He knows he's cute. He's heard it enough in his little lifetime. So he'll do something and people will laugh and giggle at it. And I'm sitting there like, y'all are, do- y'all are messing this up. Y'all are messing this up. The more y'all think it's cute, the more he's going to do it. Yeah, but we those people don't that. have to live with him. Those people don't have to live yeah, with him. I was like, I'll, like, I'll be like, y'all better don't laugh. Don't laugh. Here he comes. Hey, Trendon. It's the star of the show right here. You don't realize it, though. <laughs> he's standing here right next to me like he sees me, but I don't know. He looks scared. Right, he's like, what like, are you he's, I'm in his play. I'm in his playroom, so I'm in his space. He's pulling out toys and everything. See, you can't find an empty spot. Like, he'll sit on the couch with my wife watching Blippi and with his mom watching Blippi. And, you know, at a given moment, he's just going to do what he wants to do. And now yeah, he's, he's up and gone, and yeah. Yeah, he's got every toy he has in here just going to town with it. He's got a broom, he's got a mop, and a dust and a duster sticking in his ears. And now he's going to watch Blippi. Right. So yeah, it, it's always amazed me how much we spend money on toys and, and so gadgets and things for them to play with. And I've seen my kids take hours of enjoyment out of just the boxes stuff coming in and not even so much of a thing that I was so proud to give them. Yeah, he's got this like three boxes just around my living room right now. There's oh, a, yeah. a wall unit AC box that we've never put up. He plays in that every like every other day. He'll just randomly walk into the hallway and grab it and bring it into the living room and just sit in it. <laughs> And there's two of the boxes. He does the same thing. He just sits in the box. His toy box. He'll throw all this stuff. My wife found it on a swapping shop. He'll take all his toys out of the toy box. All of them. Just dump it. Chunk it. And then he'll lay down in the toy box. And he'll yell at you to put the lid on the toy box. <laughs> and then you put the lid on the toy box. And then he just like, he waits for you to say, where's trending? Where's trending? And then he'll pop out like a jack in the box. Here I am. And he just gets a kick out of it. But see, I don't know if you heard that. He I said, Here I am. He's nice singing the Daddy Finger song. Oh yeah. Here yeah. I am, here I am. How do you do? Yeah. Whew. Boy, the trip. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's the thing about it is it's those little moments 
that that bring you back for it to make you understand that it's all worthwhile when they're trying you and testing your last nerve, man, for everything you can do. And that's it. That's the that's that's the key there. It's every day he says and does something that just makes you go, "Wow, that's my kid." Like yesterday, I made breakfast. I was making breakfast. He was laying in bed with his mom. I got up. I started making breakfast. This little kid walks into the kitchen, and he's talking pretty good. It's sometimes we're like, "What are you saying?" As he's throwing stuffed animals all on the floor out of the chair. Hey, what are you doing? He wants to sit down. And he just walked to the kitchen and said, as clear as day, what you making, daddy? And I was like, dude, I'm making breakfast for you. He's like, what you making, daddy? Sausage. You're making you sausage. Like, sausage. And he's like, TV, TV. I want TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he said. But like, it's just those little things that you mentioned. Like this, every day he does something. If I don't notice it, my wife does, and she'll tell me, and then I'll look at it and like, yep, that's what he's doing. And it just surprises me. Just like he's a little, little he's a little tiny human. Watch out! Yeah, he almost dropped the chair. Uh, he's a tiny human, but he's going to do some great, amazing things. It's it's kind of fun to see. And the thing about you, though, I'm pointing at you over there. You got three, so it's like. What the discoveries were like, bing, boom, boom, or what's one thing that one of your kids did that the other two didn't do that you're like, oh, yeah, they're different? Oh, they're they're old enough now to where you see enough of their personality to realize that my oldest is kind of my oldest is my girl. So she's kind of uh, got kind of the mother hen aspect to her a little bit to where yeah. she's to watch out for I, been around your kids, that, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, she likes to. She does ballet and and she does all that, but she likes to kind of be a little more reserved and draw and and do things like that. She'll go outside and play by herself. Um, whereas my middle one, uh, my oldest boy, he's kind of kind of the clown that always wants to make everybody laugh and and entertain a little bit. Uh, is kind of, is kind of his personality. I mean, he wants to tell you jokes or or do something funny, uh, you know, as the middle child. And then the baby, the baby's just spoiled. To be honest with you, you know, <laughs> you met him. I mean, he's, he's a free spirit. Let's just say, to say the least. And uh, you know, and some of that is, I don't know. Nobody wants to talk about this. By the time you get to the third one, what I realized as soon as we had the third child was if they're all doing something crazy, there's three of them now. And my wife can mm-hmm. go with one, I can go with one. But now there's another there's another wild card out yeah. there that, that we can't chase. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's just out there, out of control. So when we got outnumbered, it was a big realization for me. It's like, okay, we've got to, we've got to set some stuff up to where we can kind of control this mess. I like how you said that out number. Yeah. Uh, we we have our two. Like, yeah, we lost our first one. Uh, but we we always say we had two. And then, uh, but the one that's with us trending, yeah. Uh, there's days where Wendy, my wife, will look and go, can we have another one? And I'm emphatically like, 
No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, like, I don't think like, women necessarily a- understand or have the same feeling a lot of times that we do. With, oh. I, I incredibly love and enjoy my children, but I'm good with what we yes. have. I don't need any more. I'm good. Yeah. I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, you are how old as you are. I'm not in her age out there, but we're older parents. I'm like, as old as you are, you would be pregnant during the summer, hot, <laughs> miserable. And, you know, you've already said the two we've had have kind of jacked your body up and this uh-huh. and that. And you got to go through all those midnight feedings and this and that. Like, I see, she sees the baby. She sees right. the child and goes, oh, that's precious. No, I see the process after the baby's, before, during, and after the baby's born. That's like, not again. Man, I, I see. I see going through all yeah. all of the little uh, milestones that you get to. You know, yeah, the fun ones are whenever they start crawling and they start walking. Well, now you got to baby proof the house. Now you got to make sure everything yeah. gets out of their way. All right, and then you get yeah. to the good ones. You get them potty trained, so you get them out of diapers. That's a that's a freeing world right there. Now. Uh, they can go to the bathroom. You don't have to carry a diaper bag and wipes with you everywhere. Now, now you can you can go on trips and stuff, and it's a lot better. And then you get when they get out of the uh, car seat and get into the booster. Now they can get in, buckle themselves, get themselves out. All these are little things that don't mean a lot when you're like talking to people, but in your everyday life, man, those things are kind of invaluable oh. as they get to those milestones. Oh, the thing that, that the, the one thing that got us was, I don't, and people are like, it's, it changed. The, the guidelines changed, whatever, but we didn't care. It said two, so we went with two. When we turned the car seat around. Forward facing. And made it front see facing. what's going on, yep. Well, you can see him without having like that crazy camera or that window mirror reflector thing. And like, it's not as hot on him. He can like feel the air mm, coming in there to him. Yeah, yeah, the air conditions you can feel up. We have fans all on him, on top. The sun will be in his face, all that stuff. But we turned his little tushy around just before he turned two years old. We cheated and did it like eighteen and a half months. I mean, I mean, twenty-two and a half months. We didn't wait for two years. When we turned that bad boy around, and he can see the world. So I can just do like this and see him, uh-huh. like. That was the game changer. That that was our bet game changer. One and then two, breaking them from the bottom. That one, yep. we still got a few more things to break from. We're still working on the potty training. Uh, he's got time. He's a boy. They say takes a while, but those are the things we're trying to get through right now. My big thing though for him is I know he's going to get rid of it. It's not something I'm not terribly concerned about, but I'm like that pacifier, babe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no I doubt. On the break. That we're going to be able to do a whole episode on on a lot of yeah. these issues, man. Because yeah, I want them to break from that. I think Stephen break, and some things happen over Thanksgiving break, and we couldn't focus on that. So now the goal is maybe before New Year's, the resolution is <laughs> lose that lose that pacifier, man, because he doesn't use it anywhere else. Again, we'll talk about it later. He doesn't use it at daycare. If he's busy and content 
and playing and his mind's not on it, he doesn't even think about it. But when he downs time, yep. if he's just sitting there doing nothing, it's like at home constant. Yeah, it's always a home. Yeah, where else he doesn't want it? It's just a home. It's like yeah, well, like everyone else, it's kind of, there's stuff going on or whatever when he's relaxing. I kind of think the pacifiers are kind of like baby cigarettes, a little bit. If you ever seen somebody that smoked, how yeah, that well, falls down? Oh yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. just kind of the thing. It, it gives them something to do with their mouth. I mean, it's there's something to that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. I mean, this is kind of what the show's going to be about. This dad's talking about being dads and trying to figure it out and uh, telling stories and getting advice. And hopefully we'll be able to invite more dads. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of guys I work with that are interested in joining the, the podcast from time to time. We kind of just put their two cents in, their insight, their advice, their stories. Like, we're, I mean, it sounds funny. It sounds silly. It sounds cliche. Like, we're our own kind of tribe as dads. And like, like we mentioned before, we've got to put ourselves out there more to let people know, like, hey, we're here. We're not just the dude that, you know, sits in the background while the mom does all the work. Like, we we put in the work, too. Like, we're parents, just like our, our, our wives, our, the moms are. Like, we do just as much. Sometimes they do more, but sometimes, you know, we pick up a slack and do a lot more too. So like, it's not that back in the day you get home, Johnny, mommy brings slippers, you get a cigar, you sit there. And I don't know how many people really had that back in the day. I know, you know, you know that leave of the beaver kind of thing that people. Yeah, I don't know if that TV portrayal was really how it was working for everybody. Yeah. But, we get that idea, you know, Oh, you're a dad. Oh, yeah. You, you must be having fun babysitting your kids today. Like, no, I'm not babysitting anybody. It's my kid. Yep. yep. So, I'm not babysitting. I, I'm not babysitting your kid. Yeah. yeah my I'm just, kid. I'm just being a daddy. It's, I don't, it's I, called parenting. I still say that every once in a while just to just to irritate my wife. But, uh, <laughs> All right, so so we're closing in on about 30 minutes. That's kind of what we wanted to do was keep all these episodes kind of short and sweet. Uh, we hope you all have enjoyed the introduction. Uh, man, we hope oh, yeah. everybody will open up and get into community. Uh, we're going to have pages on all social media. Uh, just give everybody kind of an opportunity to chime in. If there's something you want us to talk about, if there's something you know you want to tell your story, you know, we welcome those. We'll put those out and kind of discuss everything. And we just want to be a safe place for dads to come, talk, hear some stories, kind of be able to identify with some stuff and uh, have a good time. Yeah, so no judgment here, at least from me. Like, I'm I'm a rookie. Oh, there may still be judgment. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be judgment of other people <laughs> looking at what we're talking I mean, no about. From me. So... <laughs> Not just for me, uh, people watching this, they're like, ooh, they, they got to get, this kid still got to pacify Like, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm okay. We welcome all yeah. that, too. So, that's what, we welcome that, you know. Yeah. You're so, always watching on so YouTube. Come on, see it. Comments, whatever you want to do. So. Yeah. And follow me on TikTok as well. Burks, B-U-R-K-S. Burks in the hallway. I do funny stuff at school. The kids, I'm a celebrity. 
That's my name. I'm just Burks in the hallway. Yeah, y'all yeah, go check him out. Then, we'll get all that taken care of. So, hey, Fatherity. I got it right this time. That's it. That's it. Where we talk about the fact that fatherhood is hard. 